Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing series of classes on Rabbi Nachman's magnum opus, Lakute Maharan. We are in the middle of the eighth Torah teaching, Os He, number five in the eighth Torah. Here we go. Vahine, and behold, Keshemisaneach Mamshik Ruachachayim Elach Saron, Shemisaneach Alav Umashlimoisai. That through breathing, this deep breath that we've been speaking about, this krechts, the Yiddish krechts, oh, through this, this action, a person draws down this life force. That powerful force goes directly to a lack inside of a person to complete oneself. Ah, however, it is possible that you might try to provoke, to tease or to taunt the side of negativity, the side of evil. How exactly does this work? When a person is trying to come closer to Hashem, when a person is trying to achieve a goal within the realms of Kedusha, of holiness, so then the other side, the side of negativity, the side of evil, starts to wake up and say, wait a second, I don't want this to happen, and runs to us and tries to stop us. This is almost a warning from Rabbi Nachman. Don't try to provoke the other side. They might run at us, and we say, wait a second, I got this. I know what my goals are. My goals are great. My trajectory is headed due north. Everything is stellar. Bring it, Mr. Hara, Mr. Yetzer. Come, let's, let's do battle. I'm ready for you. Let's dance. And comes Rabbi Nachman to say, whoa, 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 hold on. We might not be ready for that battle quite yet. We need our training wheels first. Because when a person provokes the side of negativity, and that a person, when they're breathing this krechts, instead of drawing down this ruachayim, the life force, from the side of positivity, from the true tzaddikim who pull from the Torah itself, then it could be, God forbid, that one is pulling from the side of negativity. As we learned before, that his power, meaning the power of the Russia, of the negative side, it, it does have power, but only for a limited amount of time, like a storm. Those storm winds are mighty, they're powerful, and then after the storm passes, they're totally gone. Valkane, therefore, cold soyer of Yafiach Bahem. That's the passage that we saw earlier. This power can really harm an individual, God forbid. We already have two major take-home messages from these first few lines in this part of Lakut Maran. First, when you're trying to engage in something holy and something great, the side of negativity will most likely come at you. You have to be aware of that. You have to be ready for that and not, God forbid, to be let down from that. That's the first thing. And second... The side of negativity is really strong. It's really, really powerful, and we might not be ready for that battle. So when you find yourself engaging against the side of negativity, fighting that rav de klipa, fighting those feelings of doubt, or God forbid, grabbing onto them, grabbing onto the power of the side of negativity, know that it might be advisable to not enter into this fight at all. David Amelech, the ultimate warrior, he could go out to battle. Not all of us are ready for that yet. But Alkane, therefore, love kol adam yachal his garos barushaim. Not everyone should go out to go against the Rashaim to fight the battle. Imloi mishahut sadigamor, unless a person is a completely righteous individual. But sadik gamorhu. And this total righteous individual, this super tzaddik, Kishuhubibhinas, he is the concept of the Pasik that we find in Mishlay, Lo Yaune Let Sadik Kol Oven. 
that no sin will come to a perfect tzaddik. Dehainu, namely, shekvar geresh ubitul kol harashalo, that this, this super tzaddik already totally uprooted and nullified any evil in him at all. Ad shebatuach shalo yare lo shum michshel avera, that when he's challenged, when he's confronted with these battles of, of the sides of negativity, he's not going to fall to sin. Coming outside for a moment, if a person, God forbid, is struggling with alcoholism, and this individual has reached a point where they say, I want to get out of this. I'm going to get myself out of this pit. I'm going to grow. I have the strength. I'm going to take off the shackles of this terrible addiction. So one starts to work on themselves, and they they, they clean out their cabinets, and they start having daily reminders, and they get a sponsor, and they're going to the appropriate meetings, and they're growing and they're getting better, and they're bigger and bigger and bigger. And then they get a phone call from someone, an old friend, saying, hey, the whole crew's getting together tonight. You should meet us. It's at such and such a bar. You politely tell your friend, you know, I'm not drinking anymore. I really shouldn't be there. Come on, man. It's going to be great. It's all the crew. You just get a Coke. It's fine. So you decide, you know, what could be the harm? When your friends start drinking, you get a Coke. And then a little bit later into the night, you start realizing maybe one drink's not so bad. And it's not a far stretch to say that that one drink can turn to two and three. And God forbid you can fall right back into that pit where you were a few months before. This concept applies and is true to everyone on their own level. We're all struggling with different things. And we have to figure out how to distance ourselves from those bars, if you will, from those places of negativity, those forces, whether they're friends that maybe we shouldn't have or their experiences or items or things that we should not involve ourselves with. Each one of us needs to know ourselves and figure out what are those trigger points that can, God forbid, push me back into that place I was before I started on a real path of spiritual growth. Once you get out of a pit, you don't only want to not fall in it, you want to build yourself even higher. So we really owe it to ourselves to do everything that we can to get a whole bunch of dirt and fill in those pits, those pits of mistake and negativity and challenge that we've had in the past that we started to overcome and we hope to never fall in those pits again. And this topic is There are four foundational elements to the world. Fire, wind, water, and earth. In their upper source, everything in this world has a root, a shoresh, in the higher world. Their upper source have four letters, a hey and a vav and a yud and a hey, each one corresponding to one of those foundational elements of the world. Ulamata and down here, heim oravim tovara. In this world, everything is mixed with good and bad. Now, wait a second. You might say... We're supposed to believe that everything is good. Gamzulatova, gamzulatova, gamzulatova. This too is for the good, and this too is for the good. How can it be that we're saying, and Rabbi Nachman is telling us, that everything in this world has good and bad? This is an unbelievable question. It's profoundly deep, and it can take years and years and lifetimes to really understand well. Suffice it to say, for the podcast here, we should know that in order to achieve a divine command, in order to achieve something tremendous, there has to be struggle. There has to be something that we overcome. Meaning, yes, there is a mixture of good and bad in this world, but the negativity, the raw, the evil, is there for us to navigate around it or to go through it or to get rid of it, depending on what our particular battle is at that moment. 
והצדק גמור שהבדיל והפריש הרע מן הטוב לגמרי. And this super tzaddik, an unbelievably righteous individual, is able to separate and to totally pull out the evil from the good completely. Until there's not even a trace, there's nothing left of, of negativity, of the evil, from each of these four foundational elements. In trying to understand this concept, to make a, a clear distinction, but for our understanding, you can have a person holding a rock. Let's say they were doing some digging in their backyard, they were putting in some new sprinklers, and they found this rock, and they, they found there's some shiny something with this rock. They don't know exactly what it is, but they think maybe there's something going on here. This person has two choices. They can try to figure it out themselves, meaning crack open the rock and see what's inside, or they can go to a jeweler, a, a jeweler that's trained, spent years developing his craft, trying to figure out how to totally break this rock open and find the gems that are inside and get rid of any schmutz or dirt that's around it to allow that gemstone to really shine to the best of its ability. I'm not a jeweler at all, but I do know that I would not attempt to be one without the proper training, without the proper tools. So too, before we attempt to battle the Yetzir Hara in attempts to pull out any schmutz from the good, because as we said before, in this world, everything is mixed. The good and the bad is all mixed together. And the tzaddikim, and each of us on our own level, have an obligation to take the schmutz and pull it out. We need to start cleaning off the diamonds. Shahem and they, meaning these four foundational elements, Klal Hamidos Kedua, they include, they encompass, incorporate all of the positive character traits. Ukeshehu and whoever's on this level of having unbelievably refined character traits, this level of a tzaddik, Mutter Lehizgaros Barashaim, that individual who's attached to Hashem, who's attached to the tzaddikim, the jeweler that has training for years and years and years, that guy's able to do battle. That individual has the tools, he has the power, he's ready to go. I don't want to leave off, God forbid, making anyone feel like I'm not a super tzaddik. There's no way that I can even get through today. There are too many battles. It's important to know that when you connect yourself to the tzaddikim, when you connect yourself to Hashem, when you connect yourself to the Torah, when we have big she'ifas, we have big dreams and goals and hopes, so that's what's going to do it. That's going to bring us through. We become the apprentice to that master jeweler. And we're working side by side, hand in hand. It's not that the jeweler doesn't let us touch the gems. In fact, he'll command us to touch the gems and, and he'll help us through one step at a time. Each experience with this master teacher will allow us to come closer, will allow us to be stronger until eventually we'll be able to be our own jewelers, polishing those diamonds all on our own. Wishing everyone a beautiful day.